congratulations to Jennifer for winning our raffle. Way to go, Jennifer! Woo! You are listening to Loud on the Set with Kyle and James. A level-headed movie critic meets a loud-mouthed movie cynic. And action! Alright, welcome back to the show. My name is Kyle. This is James. And today, James, what are we doing? Pause. Pause it right there. Pause. Pause it, Kyle. What does that mean, pause, James? Well, Kyle and all of our listeners, pause is an idea that we came up with where we're going to take a movie and we're going to isolate or stop on a certain scene. You might say we'd pause on that scene. Exactly. (laughs) And we're going to analyze it. We're going to break it down for all the elements that make it noteworthy, memorable, interesting, pivotal in the movie. Mm -hmm. You get the idea. We're going to take scenes, and we're not going to freeze it and look at it as a still image, Kyle. Right. We'll give it however many seconds from from start to finish that we need, but we're going to essentially pause it on that scene and describe it and analyze. Absolutely. So the subject of today's pause, the category, if you will, um, we're actually going to start with a movie. Yes. So we're just going to be pausing on one film. Uh, in the future, we might do some different categories or things. But today's pause will be about the film Fargo. 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 Yes. <laughs> oh. Yeah, this is going to be really fun. Um, e- easily, we could do a review about this film. It would be hours long. Oh, yeah. It's loaded with uh, chock full of scenes that you could uh, talk about for hours. It's a really good movie. I think we can both agree on that. Absolutely. We both grade it very highly. Yeah, it made the, what is it called? The United States National Film Registry for for films that are deemed culturally or Culturally, historically historically significant. significant. Wow, Fargo. Won two Academy Awards, Mm -hmm. uh, and of course it's a Coen Brothers screenplay, which one of the awards they won, Best Screenplay. Yep. So it's written incredibly well. There's some really great scenes, and they always think in the small details on all these scenes and every part of the movie. So this will be really fun to pause on and talk about some of these different scenes. So we're going to pretend here... Then we're just starting the movie, and we're watching it. We're going to hit these chronologically moving forward. So you might even throw Fargo on right now and watch it and pause with us as we get to these scenes. Yeah. It'll be pretty fun. So we're going to start it off, and James, I believe you have the first pause moment of our film Fargo. Yes, I do, Kyle. I'm going to pause it at the very first scene that we have Margie and Norm together. Pause it. There it is. Stop right there. All right. What am I talking about? They, the camera has just panned around their room, and you have all these indications in their room of Norm's interest in ducks and painting, <laughs> right? All the knickknacks you'd expect of a, ducks. of a busy married couple's bedroom, like knickknacks and trinkets mm-hmm. all over the place. And the scene has them both lying in bed. It's way early in the morning. They're asleep. And the phone rings, Kyle. The phone rings. And it brings news of, well, you don't know yet. Well, no, you do know. Um, a crime has occurred. A, a crime. A, a grisly one at that. Mm-hmm. And Margie takes the phone. Of course, you get a, a real good taste of her accent right away. Oh, jeez. Yes. Oh, certainly. You know, <laughs> the way she reacts, it's, it's bad news being delivered on the phone. Don't you know there. Yeah. <laughs> Can Kyle from the Midwest do the Minnesota accent? Oh, Can he? sure, you know. <laughs> Pretty decent. Anyway, continuing with the pause scene, right? 
Margie is taking the bad news on the phone. Um, Norm's arm drapes over her, so he's still half asleep, but he's mm-hmm. been disturbed from asleep. Um, Margie agrees. She'll be on the scene soon. And when she rolls over and sits up in bed, Kyle, what's what's interesting about Margie when she sits up? Do you remember? She is pregnant. Seven months pregnant. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, we don't know the exact number, but right. she's very... Very, very pregnant. Very yes. pregnant. Um, let's continue with the analysis of the scene. Yes. I've set the scene. I love it. I'm going to keep going, Kyle. Mm-hmm. You jump in when you want Excellent. to. Excellent. Um, you know, Norm says to her, I'll fix you some eggs, Margie. Mm-hmm. And right away we get a taste of... The, the love in their relationship, right? Mm-hmm. The caring. He's barely awake, but he's looking out for her. He realizes the hour of the morning doesn't matter. The temperature of the morning doesn't matter. Margie, I'm gonna, I'll fix you some eggs. They go back and forth on that for a little while. Margie's, no, you Norm, you stay asleep. And you, <laughs> you stay asleep. And she understands. So they're, they're looking out for each other. Right. Ultimately, Norm wins. And he repeats, I'll fix you some eggs. What a loving, devoted and not a trace of bitterness in his voice either. Uh-huh. You know, like, do you remember this? Yeah. You must remember this oh, scene, right? Of course. <laughs> um, and then I'm going to keep going. I'm going to extend the pause. Sure. Because the scene continues. They cut to the kitchen table. Now, you get the vibe right away that it's cold, dark morning, right? Mm-hmm. The way the lighting's handled, there's a hint of, you know, sort of violet to dark blue visible light streaming in from the kitchen. Mm-hmm. From the outside, it's still way early in the morning. You know the setting of the movie. You've already seen the the snow and the cold, and it's right. called Fargo. And it's called Fargo. So you know it's a freezing cold morning. Margie's fully dressed, fully uniformed up. Norm is in his pajamas and his bathrobe, <laughs> and there, you know, you hear the clinking of the utensils. They're eating together right. a breakfast at God knows what hour in the morning. Mm-hmm. But a beautiful scene. Again, the knickknacks decorated in the kitchen, the way it's shot. It's all one take now uh, at the kitchen table. Norm continues eating. Margie goes out to heat up mm-hmm. the car. She has to come back in. Because, hon, yeah, the prowler needs a jump. <laughs> right? Unbelievable. Kyle, take it away. What do so, you think of this scene so that I paused I, on? What'd here's what I love about this scene. In all of these films, especially the murder, mystery, those noir type, the crime films and everything, the characters are always way overblown in yes. what they're doing. The detectives are always like the alcoholic, like falling apart broken humans and things Mm -hmm. but every day police officers around the united states and around the world wake up and have eggs and are pregnant and all of these things that you just don't associate in this world that they've created with films you know everything Mm -hmm. is way sensationalized so this is a normal family and nearly an extended family here waking up in the morning to go and do their job while still living their little life together, yes. while still showing love for one another, while being complete humans and then demonstrating that they have a very, she has a very difficult job that she's about to go and do. And it's just, it's so real in how it's handled. And even then it has the twist of, showing the humor of reality the humor of what these real situations worldwide that could be happening all the little things about it make it funny they're not saying anything funny you know it's just reality and it's quaint and it's fun to see in that kind of context quaint is a great word yes i I had written as my thoughts simple good old-fashioned family values all come across in that scene and it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel threatened I know it's early in the movie, but I got the vibe when I was watching this for the first time that this will endure the movie, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, like their relationship, 
They've had limited exchanges at points, sending around eggs and. And how many times has she answered the phone and had to go out? And he said, "I'll make you eggs." Yeah, like that's probably happened a zillion times yep. in their relationship. So you know it's an it's endor- so routine. It's, it's yeah. enduring, quaint, simple, good old fashioned family values. Mm-hmm. It, what a great way to introduce Margie, who I call Kyle. Heroic, and we'll get to that later. She's mm. the hero. She is, and the I will hero. get to that more later. Absolutely. But now it's up to you. All right, unpause. The movie we're moving forward. Do, 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 do. And the next scene that we're going to stop on um, is when they first get to the crime scene. So they get to the side of the road. Mm-hmm. They find the officer that's been shot, mm-hmm. and uh, we can pause it right on this scene. So first of all, what I love about uh, the imagery is that it's very clear what's going on in this uh, stark landscape. So in noir films, they used to do this all the time with the lighting. The lighting would be drastic and intense and would show you what they wanted you to focus on. So the Coen brothers did this by using the environment that they were in to show you exactly what was going on. They showed you the uh, they showed you the officer that was shot. They showed you the car mm-hmm. that was there and the the blood that's yep. there and everything. It's very clear. The imagery is so brilliant. But then <laughs> it goes on to provide just some of the best quotes in the movie when she meets up with Lou, yes. the, the other officer there, and they start talking and investigating this crime. And nobody, like, hunkers down over the body and goes, what do you think, Jim? Was he shot with a forty-five caliber? You know, there's none of this jargon. They basically <laughs> walk over there and it's like, oh, it's like he got shot over there. Yeah, there he is. And it's like, oh, yeah. But my, my favorite quote <laughs> out of that scene is just in the midst of this. They're, you know, they're sipping on their coffee. They got to have their coffee and everything. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, enduring the weather, and she's super pregnant and walking around. And she just goes, say, Lou, did you hear the one about that guy who couldn't afford personalized plates? So he went and changed his name to J3C2404. <laughs> and Lou goes, <laughs> Lou just sits there and goes, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> and it's like, Great. it describes all of their uh, their culture in that little moment. I don't want to say it stereotypes the entirety of Minnesota, but it shows that these folks are enduring their really difficult job, the harshest conditions out there, mm-hmm. and they still have enough of a sense of humor and can chat with each other over this like murder scene that they're investigating, which I think they point out throughout the movie is uh, not something that happens every day in their little town as right. well. So I love that that scene and just their interactions with each other and especially the line where uh, Lou describes the crime and then she goes, I'm gonna have to disagree with your assessment on that there, Lou. <laughs> and just, yes. it's such a wonderful interaction between those two. You know, Kyle, it's great writing. It, it's great cinematography. <laughs> and I'm, I'm reflecting back on how I felt watching that scene. <laughs> and you, you captured very well. We don't know the characters that well yet. We've just recently seen Margie in action, mm-hmm. blah, blah. and we, you, you, you wrestle with the idea that wow, these are simpletons because of the way their accents being portrayed. The accent itself is almost like a character in the movie. It's sort oh, of like for a, sure. it's sort of like a goofy character mm-hmm. included it's in the movie. It's the Minnesota character. Yeah, it's all there. And yet, at the same time, as these scenes, like the one you paused on, are, are presented to us and, and continue to unfurl, we realize. That's that's superficial. That's surface stuff. The mm-hmm. accent, the Minnesota nice, the jokes, the right. corniness. When in fact they're really intelligent and they're good at their jobs. 
You know, Margie Absolutely. is spectacular what she's what she does. So don't let the accent fool you. Don't let the homeliness fool mm-hmm. you. Certainly don't let uh, where they're from or the way they speak or their mannerisms fool you. They're on they're on the case. Mm-hmm. You know? And that kid is going to be born and bred in the most able state it could ever be. You know, mm-hmm. it's going to be resilient, just like Marge. Oh yeah. Okay. Moving on. All right, who's up next? Going forward, I believe my next scene is up, but I'm sure you're going to have to yes. a lot to say about this. So unpause. We're moving forward here. A lot of plot happens in between here <laughs> and now. There's a lot of the middle chunk of this movie that's going on. But suffice to say, the next scene we're going to stop on is probably one of the most iconic and talked about from this movie. So we're going to pause the scene right as Steve Buscemi is getting fed into the wood chipper here. One of the Yikes. most talked about scenes in the entire movie. So, James, I'm curious, what was your reaction to this scene when you first saw it? I was stunned. You know, it was shocking the the straightforward graphicness of sh- of the spray of blood across the the white uh, the white snow in, in this little forested woodlot area. Um, the fact that he was still at it, the fact that he was sort of struggling with it so nonchalantly. There was a sock with a foot in it, with a foot in it, sticking up at a thing, and he was pressing down on it and then using a piece of wood to to continue hammering away because it wouldn't go fully in, as if it were anything else. And the nonchalantness of something so gruesome was stunning. And so you saw it through the same viewpoint that Margie sees it as she discovers the scene, mm-hmm. and it, it's grisly. And it, it stuns you the way it probably stunned Margie. And you have to get your bearings, much like Mar- just to watch it, much like Margie has to get her bearings to do her job. What do you think, Kyle? Absolutely. Well, I, I the first time I saw this, obviously, I was shocked as well. And I've talked to people about it before, and a lot of people think that it might have been on the gratuitous side of things. And I think you can argue from looking at the film um, that this is one of the kind of most important things that goes on it's really a turning point for her as a person seeing how far these people are willing to go to cheat and break the system you know Mm -hmm. they're working so hard at just trying to like scam and get this money (laughs) and she goes out every day and does this really difficult job we already talked about the conditions that they live in Mm -hmm. on top of her being pregnant on top of her having to be a police officer and investigate these crimes, and she's doing it all by the book. She's being a moral, good human, and, of course, she lives very simply with her husband. They don't have much, and these criminals are willing to go so far as to push each other and disintegrate one another into a wood chipper in order to cover their tracks and try and get their ill-earned gotten wealth and i think that's a really poignant uh juxtaposition that the film tries to make and it gets followed up later with another scene that we're going to talk about as well with the the simple life here as opposed to the uh these criminals here Mm -hmm. but they're willing to work so hard at something why not channel your energy into something constructive rather than psychotically deconstructive yeah Anyway, I, I think it's a it's a telling metaphor for uh, for these this juxtaposition as well, but uh, that scene will go down in infamy <laughs> forever. It already has. Well, yeah, it's also like you said. I'm going to piggyback on what you mm-hmm. said. It's the ultimate psychological test for Margie. Clearly, the movie is climaxing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you you sense that it's coming to an end, and she's already squared off against the liars right to her face. She's already looked at 
murder scenes that have already played out, you know? Mm-hmm. She's seen blood. She's seen victims of the crimes. She's talked to guys that have lied right to her face and fled through the back door and all right. that good stuff. And so now, and she's remained heroic and good and moral and sound throughout all that. And now she, it's the ultimate test, mm-hmm. you know? And, and she, she she's resolute, yeah. right? That's Absolutely. it. It's awesome. Um, wonderful scene. Unpaused. James, I believe you have our next pausing moment. Yes, here. I do. In fact, it, it's right after the woodchipper scene. Directly afterwards. Directly after. We are in the squad car, mm-hmm. right? I love this scene. I find it to be more powerful than the woodchipper scene. Excellent. So we're going to pause it here. <clears throat> Margie's caught the bad guy, right? Mm-hmm. And they're in the squad car. There's a complete whiteout of conditions surrounding them. So the scene is very simply shot, right? You switch between shots of Margie and her face, mm-hmm. and there's the metal mesh behind her, right? And the guy, the villain in the back seat with the mesh cage obscuring his look. Criminal guard. You know what I mean? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> right. What a contrast, right? Absolutely. In the front seat, the hero, the mm-hmm. heroine, right? In the back seat, the scum, the filth, right? <laughs> and they go back and forth, but the only one dialoguing, so it's a monologue, right? Is Margie, and the guy just sits there, and you're left to wonder how he's interpreting what he's hearing. Mm-hmm. So let me run it down for you, for all. The villain is silent, and Margie, her face is showing just the right amount of disappointment, disgust, <laughs> confusion, yeah. and yet motherly lecture time. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm talking about. And she speaks, so we get the taste of the accent, but she's she's serious. Um, she runs down the the sort of trail of death, the trail of death left. By this guy. Wow, that's tough to say. That is tough to say. <laughs> Whew! The trail of death left by this guy. And she asks, and for what? For a little bit of money. There's more to life than a little bit of money, you know. Don't you know that? And here you are. And there are pauses throughout here, mm-hmm. right? There are pauses where they cut to the guy's face. they cut face, back to his face. Cut to his face. Margie delivers a line that's he powerful. They cut to there. his face. He's in there. And she ends with, and here you are. And it's a beautiful day. <laughs> wow. And yeah. then, and then, of course, the irony in that statement is, like, it's a beautiful day. Most people have been watching the movie thinking, Jesus, the way these people live, mm-hmm. right? The snow and the cold and this and that. And she's exasperated, and she goes, well, and the music kicks in, that Fargo music. Yep. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> the music kicks in, and she says, I just don't understand it. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. The, 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 t- the timeliness of the cutting back and forth from the villain's face to the hero, it's a calm confrontation with a physical barrier between them, but it's clearly a confrontation. But she's giving like a motherly lecture. And Margie, in that moment, she's so simple. And again, we've said this before, we're saying it again. She's good, she's moral, she's grounded, incredibly likable, and yet brave and heroic. Mm-hmm. Kyle? And it, it shows that it's really hard to relate to other people mm. in the world as well. And it shows that she has lived her life a certain way yes. for so long and is willing to sacrifice all of these things, all of the maybe the easiness of living if you had a little bit of money, you know? She's willing to go past all those temptations in order to like live and feel good about herself and her life, the future she's bringing her kid into, that stability, that comfort zone. And it's impossible to understand somebody else's motivations when you feel so strongly and are so adamantly good about something that she can't even begin to think of what this criminal has done. And we probably know she's arrested 
a bunch of people in her past, but this takes the cake. This this exact opposite. This is her antithesis on the other side. The people that will not do an honest day's work at all and will shred people and mm. will try and uh, and try and get their ill-gotten wealth here. And it's that dichotomy and those two sides can't understand each other. He sits there silently accepting his fate that, you know, this is an inevitability probably to, to the situation. And she sits there thinking the exact same thing. Well, man, it's a beautiful day and everybody's going to go on with what they do after this. And these are what our two people do and it's it's a very interesting way to um nearly end the film um, yes but wait before you yes before you do because mm -hmm. i know where you're going with that i'm going to bring in a comment you said earlier about comparing it to other police or detective dramas uh what, what have we seen in, in a lot of movies when the good guy the hero captures the bad guy mm -hmm. or heck even in real life it's a berating oh yeah Angry, a lot of times violent. Oops, I'm gonna slam your head into the into the patrol car as I duck your head in. And and there's a there's a there's a over the top. Yeah, I got you kind of effect from the hero that catches the bad guy. Right. What do we get from Margie instead? A motherly mm -hmm. sort of guilt, not guilt trip. She's you know she wants but it's to a understand. She wants to she wants it. to help this person mm -hmm. out. They don't want to be helped. But. Yeah. So I like that you contrasted the lighting and the attitude. Of the typical detective and all that mm -hmm. stuff, with the cigarette, my cigarette burning, all right. The smoke fills my room as the fan slowly <laughs> spills. Uh, the fan slowly spins. I meant to say, but you get the idea. Margie is the is the opposite. Yeah. Absolutely, and you can juxtapose that as well with um, with William H Macy's character, who's kind of lived the the Margie life his whole life, mm -hmm. and then he, of course, makes some wrong choices thinking that a little easy money on the side will be nice as well, help pad his life, make him a little bit more comfortable, and he faces those repercussions as well. But she lives by a moral code, and it shows that that pays off in the end, no matter what, yes. which is great. Beautiful, beautiful. So unpause, and moving towards the last scene we're going to discuss, because it's the last scene in the movie. Hey. And that is the <laughs> scene where Margie comes home, uh, finally, after all of this, and she's just ending up having a simple conversation with Norm, mm -hmm. getting into bed. And Norm informs her that his duck painting that he had made did not uh, get the correct stamp uh, honors that he wanted it to. He wanted it to land on the 29-cent stamp, the big one, right? Yep. But he gets relegated to the 3-cent stamp, <laughs> and he's kind of bummed about it. But Margie says, of course, mm -hmm. that she is incredibly proud of him and thinks it's amazing. And then what happens? They cuddle. They cuddle. And they go to bed. Beautiful. It's wonderful. What it did you think? A, I love that scene as well. Such uh, a good way to end the it's, movie. It's a great way to end it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make some comments yes. about it. Margie and Norm have, have limited screen time in this movie. Very limited. But when they're on, this, when they're on the, the screen together, they're loving Mm -hmm. nearly all the time. You can make the argument that when they sit across from each, each other from the kitchen table, that's also loving, not in contact with each other, but still taking care of one another. Right. Um, they cuddle a lot, even though the, the blue, hazy glow of the TV is clearly in the scene and his eyes may trail off in that direction towards the TV. Mm -hmm. They're cuddling. It feels genuine. Her support of him is real. It's, mm -hmm. it's beautiful, Pat. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And I think it, it wraps up this whole point of 
there's always going to be people with more money. There's always mm-hmm. going to be people that are better at something than you. There's always going to be people that are living a life that maybe you'd want. All of all the themes from this film, all of the the des- the greed, the desire for things, and Norm's level of greed in this situation <laughs> is shown that he would like a twenty six cent stamp increase to the value he landed on that's what he wants you know i wish that i would have gotten that you know and even margie sees that little bit of uh struggle that little bit of sadness he has not getting you know that extra fame of having his duck painting be on a higher price stamp and she she keeps him in check and he he feels secure after she says that she's proud of him you know you can sense that they're they're getting along. He'll get over it. He's happy about it. And she is genuinely proud of him, you know? Every little bit you work for in life and then you achieve uh, is a fantastic achievement. It doesn't have to be a huge, remarkable change in your life. Anything you set your mind to that you can accomplish um, is a big achievement and, and something to be proud of. So it it wraps up that whole uh, theme of the movie and ties it in with these two awesome heroes, the unsung normal heroes of the world i love it excellent kyle excellent unpause and credits roll and that brings Great. us to the end of our discussion today that was fun i like pause pause yeah we, we did it for the first time we we workshopped this idea and yeah very cool. it's gonna become a regular thing excellent we'll yeah. do some more um uh, dissect some scenes maybe we can even find some clips and give people some links to things that they can watch but if you've seen Fargo before, if you haven't, go watch it again. Oh, Check yeah. out some of these scenes. Let us know what you think. Loud on the set at gmail.com. Send us some stuff. We want some listener mail. What did you think? Check us out on YouTube and iTunes. We're looking forward to hearing from all of you. Go see Fargo. Get stoked for the new Coen Brothers film, Hail Caesar. Always, always good with the Coen Brothers. You like Coen Brothers films? Yes, yes, they do. Absolutely. So go check them out. Watch some good Coen Brothers films, and we'll talk to you soon. See you later. And cut!